Hey, this is Dan Grubb, and over there is Aaron Fletcher-Smith, and this Hello. is the Dan and Aaron like rama music. was that we used to play that in chameleon band i was listening huh? to it if you it was chameleon herbie hancock chameleon yeah that's what that is yeah i was listening to it a day or so ago it came on my shuffle and uh i was like oh yeah i cannot turn off any of the uh seven minutes of this just give it to me <laughs> put it right into my veins yeah that's one of those things it's just like copy paste and then just someone let him go yeah, let me just soak all That's of this groove. down. Yeah, it's such a fantastic group. Speaking of great songs, I we'll get to today's topic in a little bit. Don't you mind? But, uh, <laughs> I love um, the Public Enemy song. It's from like 2010. Um, harder than it, harder than you think. Harder than it looks. Harder than you think. And what um, what was this from? It's a Public Enemy song. Oh, okay. Harder than you think, I think is the name of it. So um, I'm going to be the first to admit, I my public enemy knowledge base is limited. I know the major hits, and I have um, uh, Fear of a Black Planet, uh, the CD in the far back, but I don't know their discography as well as I know that you know it. So yeah, it's I'm, I'm just caveating. You know, you're good. You're good. No one's. You're not being quizzed. Anyway. Yeah. So, Harder Than You Think by P.E., it came out in, like, 2010. The sample in it is this old Shirley Bassey song from, like, 72? Ah, neat. Called cool. Jezebel. And, oh, my God. It's like Jezebel with an H instead of right. a B. Right, right, Holy crap. Is it the greatest song ever recorded? Yeah. Uh, go look that up. I All bought right. it. It's a dollar, you know? Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, search, search it up on the internet. Uh, mm. Yeah. Shirley Bassey, Shirley Bassey, I forget how you say her name. Uh, Jezahel. Man, that song rules. It's big, fat brass, and the brass gets higher and higher and more energetic. Key change. Ah! It's so good. That's fantastic. I love yep. it. I heard that and I was like, oh, I have to dance forever. It's been stuck in we, my head for a week. I love it. I put, um, I, I, I told uh, Siri to shuffle uh, uh, Shirley Bassey about um, a week ago. And Amanda and I were looking at each other and yelling at each other across the room. It was like, I never knew she did this one. I never <laughs> knew she did this one. You know, that was, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. She's still around. Yeah, she is. She's yeah, she... eighty something, chilling out in Wales. Yeah, she did that. Um, she did that uh, uh, mashup with uh, the Propeller Heads, where she did history repeating. Oh, oh yeah. That oh, that cool. gives me the, the 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 excited goosebumps every time. Yeah, yeah that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, but enough about old Welsh people. <laughs> Let's talk about old French people. Ah, oh, oui, oui. No, oui, I'm not going to do that. Oh, comment allez-vous? Fromage. Okay, I'm totally going to do that. Oh, the fromage. Les cheese. Oh, 
<laughs> the fromage, yes. Cheese water. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to ride into the store with the, the cheval, un cheval, <laughs> which, is, which is French for a horse. Yeah. <laughs> so tonight's subject is uh, we all know Alexander Dumas, the French mm-hmm. novelist who right. wrote uh, The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo and other stuff. Right, right, right. He wrote uh, approximately six gazillion adventure novels, and yeah. they're all great. They're super great. Count of Monte Cristo, Cristo, Cristo is the greatest revenge story ever written. It's so good. Everyone should read it. His, the- his dad was Thomas Alexander Dumas, who a lot of those stories were based on because this dude was a insane real life story of this remarkable, remarkable, remarkable man uh, who, frankly, the only reason he's not a household name, fucking Napoleon. Ah, that makes sense. All right. Because Napoleon is an asshole. The Dumas family, like... The, the the whole reason that you know Alexander Dumas to this day is is that is um the three musketeers right like that's yeah. that's the story the one that yeah has yeah yeah kind of permeated to modern times yeah 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 that's a it's a great adventure they've made like there's there's probably been twenty movie versions of it you know every ten years they do it again it's it's great it's just a great classic story. Count of Monte Cristo is a fantastic story, timeless, just, it's like, uh, uh, it's kind of like the Mel Gibson movie Payback, and that was based on a 70s movie with, uh, I can see his face, uh, not Bronson, anyway, it doesn't matter, but uh, the, the 70s movie was a little bit better, Um but it's just ultimate revenge. Right. Um, God, Payback and, was so good, by the way. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, where the dude is betrayed by his close friends and allies, and he's imprisoned for maybe he, you know, uh, yeah. maybe he did it, maybe he didn't. He, We'll get to why Dumas was in prison. Uh, and then when he gets out, he he's just like, just give me what's mine. I, yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to rip you off. Just give me what's mine. And he, right. like, doesn't get it. Yeah. And so, like, anyway, we'll get to the how the story ends. But it's a it's an amazing re, it's a it's like crazy that this is a real guy. And uh, I I don't know where I heard about it. I think I, I saw it on some, like, you know, here's the list of the 50 best books of the decade or something like that. And one of them was Tom Rice's biography called The Black Count, Glory, Revolution, Betrayal, and the Real Count of Monte Cristo. Those yeah, sometimes and just, just get like, really long. Yeah, with a <laughs> setup like that, it's like... Yeah, you're too, you're going to tune in for a pretty fantastic ride now. 
<laughs> yeah. So that's so strap in because that's what we're mm. talking about tonight. It is the Black Count Thomas Alexandre Dumas. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Also, uh, you know, I'm, the cards yeah, yeah. on the table. You know, we're we're doing the the um, silly uh, Frenchman accent uh, earlier on during this, and you know, that's kind of this. Um, modern uh, derivative archetype of the French. It, 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 in general, we should caveat that like 200 years ago French and, and closely paralleled right now with the Yellow Vest movement, it's like when the French are done fucking around, they are done fucking around. If there's, okay, if there's yeah, one yeah. thing that like, and I say this because it's a general tenant to Three Musketeers, it's a general tenant to Count of Monte Cristo, uh, and 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 today with the with the uh, the yellow vest crew, it, it, it's kind of equally parallel. It's like when the French reach their breaking point, fucking watch out. <laughs> 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 All right. That being said, uh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're good. And and something that I appreciate when people point out is, uh, you know, we people. People have this idea of the French as, you know, to, to, to do the, uh, I forget where it comes from, but the, the idiot thing, the cheese eating surrender monkeys. Right, right. Um, keep in mind that World War One. I, I mean, okay, first of all, France's uh, war record was as good as it gets. And then World War One hits... And they lose an entire generation of men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then, you know, like five seconds later, when the same pile of dickheads comes, yeah. and they're like, hey, can we kill you again? And like, you know right. what? Let's sit this one out. We'll have a whole, you know, underground resistance thing. Yeah. But officially... We don't need another, you know, five billion deaths. We're right. good. And then I think the so, most I fantastic mean, part I, about I all of that it. is that all through then World War II, every major movement which resulted in a town being taken back or the Nazis losing ground was because someone from the French resistance was whispering in someone's ear. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, by the way, like, where do you think all that <laughs> intel came from? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They are. Yeah, they are a, a, a badass community of folks. Anyway. So. Uh, so, yes. We're going to go back about 250 years. Uh, between 215 and 265, 60. Um. This, I'll give you a general overview of this guy from other people's contemporary descriptions. And then we'll start out with, with his life. Um, he, the full name, Thomas Alexandre Dumont Davy de la Paletier. Uh, I don't know that last word. P-A-I-L-L-E-T-E-R-I-E. Paletier. That one, if it's double L and it's French, I think it's you actually say the L. So I think it's like Pelletieri. 
but I'm, or I, I'm in, not sure. In my American accent, it's Thomas Alexandri Dumont, Davy De La Pala Terry. <laughs> yeah, he's a good fella. I ran into him down at the store a few days ago. Yeah, anyway. Good old T-A-D, good old Tad. Yep, yep. Um, part of the Duma family. <laughs> yeah, part of them dumbasses. Yeah, right. Uh, A.K.A. Alexandri uh, Retore, R-E-T-O-R-E with an accent, or okay. Alexandri Dumas, or Alex Dumas. Okay. He, uh, he, he had different names. Um, when he registered in the Royal Dragoons, uh, the registry described him as six feet tall, frizzy black hair and eyebrows, oval face, brown skin, small mouth, thick lips. He was a... Uh, he was a man of mixed race. His father was white. His mother was black. Uh, he looked darker than lighter. Okay. All right. Um, in the nine, when he was in his around 30, 35, uh, a contemporary description, he's one of the handsomest men you could ever meet. Okay. His, fr- his frizzy hair recalls the curls of the Greeks and Romans. Oh, wow. And his face is something closer to ebony than to bronze. Okay. All right. Uh, the people who served with him, he was in he was in Napoleon's army, I should point out. Right. Uh, the stories say he could beat anybody with his fists. He could fight. He could beat anyone in a sword fight. He could jump over a horse. Like, he could just jump over a horse. He could jump over Damn. a guy. <laughs> he could also like ballroom dance like a rock star. He can charm anybody. Uh, he's he's like the real life version of men want to be him. Women yeah. want to be with him. He, like he's that dude for real. Right. Yeah. I was about to say this is like. This is like combine um, James Bond with like the most interesting man in the world. This is wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Yeah. So he's like, oh man, he's like a legend, this dude. All right. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm gushing already with this guy. Um, so his parents, let's talk about uh, his parents because that's a whole thing. So his dad is Alexander Antoine Davy de la Pelliereva. We'll call him Antoine. He generally went by Antoine. Uh, his father, Antoine, is, uh, he ha- he's the oldest of three sons of a marquis. Uh, and so his, his grandfather was the marquis of uh, the Davy de la Pelliereva. Okay. Uh, and they were these like, it was the age where like some people, some of the royalty were uh, losing their money. All right. So they had a title, but not the wealth. Okay. Um. And so the three brothers, Antoine, Charles, Shaw, and uh, Louis. Yeah, Louis. They all joined the French military, and they were all officers. Okay. Um, so so this, I, I will note, this is interesting, because if you've got all of these guys, and they're a, they're a band of, uh, you know, friends, 
um, together in the French army. I, I got to wonder how much of this is uh, the father Dumas um, inspiration. Well, the, the Dumas, the younger's inspiration for writing stuff like Three Musketeers, right? Where he's probably oh, yeah. hearing this stuff from his dad. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, us and our buddies, we, you know, we went and we, you know, roughed up some guys or something, you know, and Dumas the Younger is just sitting there going, uh-huh, 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 so I'm <laughs> going to write this down, hold on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so this is, uh, we're not talking about the writer Dumas for a long, right. long time. This is uh, Dumas the Elder, this is the father. The, the guy, the black count that we're talking about is Alexander Dumas. Right. Uh, right now, this is his father, Antoine. Oh, this is his father, Antoine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. Antoine and his brothers Charles and Louis uh-huh. were the sons of this marquis. Okay, got it. All right, all right, all right. So it's and two so generations back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is Dumas' grandfather was the marquis. All right. His father and uncles were officers in the French military. Okay. So they served for a while. And then at one point, uh, one of the brothers, Charles, was posted uh, to uh, San Domingue, which is Haiti nowadays. Back then, it okay. was San Domingue. Uh, there right. was a French colony uh, back then. This is 1732, where he was posted. Okay. Uh, it was a French colony that made tons and tons of money harvesting sugar with slave labor. Mm. All right. So... Yay, Libertad. Yeah, um, right, right. <laughs> uh, so Charles was posted out there, and then a few years later, he quits the military and gets a sugar plantation. Okay. Um, this is this is the uncle, Charles. Right. Uh, so he quits the military. He, he gets a sugar plantation. He marries a, a rich local... French Creole widow oh, and takes over her estate. So now okay. he he's the son of a marquis and now he has money. Oh, okay. Right, 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 right. So later that year, uh, this is 1738 where he got married and got the sugar. Mm-hmm. The same year, uh, Antoine, the main dude's father, right. Antoine leaves the army and comes and joins Charles in Haiti, in Saint Domingue. Okay. Uh, so he lives with them for 10 years and works with them at the plantation. They're all just like working this place together. Okay. All right. Uh, they also had slaves. Um, uh, well, yeah. All right. Yeah. But I mean, it, this is, this is, this is Haiti. Context. It's a slave colony. Yeah. It's like, right. It's fucked up. Right. You um, go into this with the acknowledgement that there's going to be that kind of historical yeah, context that kind of makes you go, eh, that's too bad. But it's still, a cash right, crop right. in the 1700s. Yeah, right, it's, right, right. Yeah, it's ugly and, and awful. Yeah. Um, so after about 10 years, Antoine and Charles, they have a big fight. Antoine mm-hmm. leaves, and he takes uh, three slaves with him, his, like, personal okay. slaves. Okay. Uh, so he leaves, He and he's still in, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to call it Haiti. It's okay. technically San Domingue for a long time, but I'm just going to mm-hmm. call it Haiti. Um and so, and then they just like don't talk. They're done. Okay. Um, so Antoine is in Haiti. He's left the plantation. Mm-hmm. 
he spends a lot of money to buy a slave named Marie Cassatt and okay. takes her as a concubine. All right. Huh. This is Alexandre Dumas' mother. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. Attributing to that that whole like the 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 Greco-Roman Marcus Aurelius look. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All um right. so uh I don't know, it's some it's like 10 years later, 12 years later, something like that. They have Thomas Alexander there's mm-hmm. this baby together. Uh, the main dude. So that's 1762 is when he's born. Okay. Um, she also had, I think it's two daughters with him, and then she had had a, a daughter previously. Okay. All right. So there's four kids and the two parents. Okay. Um, and so, uh, they are in uh, J-E-R-E-M-I-E, Jeremy in Haiti. Okay. Uh, he's a, Antoine is a coffee and cacao planter. Okay. Under the assumed name, because he didn't want to be tied back to his brother, mm-hmm. the assumed name of Antoine de Lisle. De okay. Lisle. Antoine of the island. <laughs> okay. Antoine right. de Lisle. Okay. So... Um, a few years before Thomas Alexander Dumas is born, mm-hmm. Antoine's parents, the Marquis and the Marquess, die. Okay. Uh, so they die within a year of each other. Okay. And the brother, Charles, who had the sugar plantation, he goes back to France, to Normandy, to be the Marquis. Oh, interesting. Okay, so he takes over that position. Yeah, and he's like okay. the middle brother. Okay. Antoine was the oldest, so it should have gone to him, but Charles took it. Because okay. they okay. had this fight, and he's like, fuck you, I'm going to take it. Right, right. All um, right. So Charles goes back, and he has the title and the family chateau. Mm-hmm. He has the, fa- the homestead and the title. Right. Um. Um, and while he's doing this, uh, England has a naval blockade around Haiti to block French shipping to hurt the sugar economy. Right, right. And so Charles, uh, as he was leaving, he was trying to smuggle sugar out from uh, a little island, and the island was called Monte Cristo. Okay. And it, it's on the Dominican right. Republic side of the border now. Okay. But yeah, right. and so some people think, oh, Monte Cristo. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, got it. Right. Anyway. Um, but it later turned out that it was just Monte Cristo. Um, you know what? I don't even have a joke. Just <laughs> I'm giving up. <laughs> I'm giving up. That's my favorite 70s game show host. It's me, yes. Monte Cristo. Right. Yeah. Thank you for saving um, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so while he's doing that, mm-hmm. while he's, you know, smuggling and and having slaves and taking someone else's rightful title, 
the other brother, uh, Louis, was selling non-functional, possibly fake arms to the French military. So he's also (laughs) a dickhead. So, like, this family sucks. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, they really suck. If you're like, gee, I wonder if French aristocracy was cool. Nope. Nah. Sure weren't. Mostly just a bunch of jerks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so this, so by this time, uh, so in the sixties, they're over the, the brother has gone back to Normandy, Antoine and Marie cassette, which is spelled like a tape cassette, but with with an E instead of an A. All right. So Marie cassette, um, they're in Haiti. Right. Uh, they're starting to have children. No, Uh wait. No, they're not. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm all mixed up. Yes, they're in Haiti. They're starting to have children. Uh, Maybe. This is like the this is like the nuclear family where it's like they're having two point five (laughs) kids. So it's like they basically they have a half child that's just you know just the waste. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the legs. It's weird. Yeah, yeah it's just the waist and legs. There's no and, brain. Yeah. There's no yeah. spinal cord. It's just yeah. legs. They flop yeah. around through electric stimulation. It's yeah. hideous. Yeah. But they all say, you know, look how proud we are of our boy. You know, he can flop now. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm jumping around in my notes. Um, but um, anyway, so so um, so in the 60s, they're over in Haiti having babies 1773 the two brothers they're dead charles and louis they died in 1773 okay. both of them so they suck so <laughs> the brothers are dead so the parents are suck. dead all, right. all the french all the family in france are gone right so we're down to just antoine marie cassat and their children including right. alexander dumont okay yeah, and it should be noted that it, it, you know it wasn't until years later that um, Marie Cassatt uh, finally gave birth to uh, her youngest daughter um, uh, Julie uh, VHS, which is what gives <laughs> us the, uh, the 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 VHS era comes to yeah. France, you know. Yeah, uh, and 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 her sister uh, Jean Betemax. Yes, yes, that's right. Yes, yes, Betemal. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, and so anyway, they, uh, they had, they had children, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Um, some now speaking of people having different names, right? Records are weird back then. Some documents show Dumas mother's name as Marie Cassatt Dumas. Well, let's, you know, let's provide some context here. Records were weird because, you know, it was the rise of the cassette empire. (laughs) That's true. They were on the way out. Yeah. Eight tracks were coming in. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, Anyway, so some some documents say Marie Cassatt Dumas. Some Uh documents say Louise. Some say Cecile. Oh, interesting. Uh, some people. Some think, of them say Camille. No, no, I can't make that joke anymore. Don't do that no yeah, more. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, that's out of fashion <laughs> now. Yep. Yeah. No, that didn't happen. That that joke that 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 that, 
That's a non-existent joke. Did I mention the 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 father's name? No. Antoine is Alexander Antoine David de Palaterre. Dumas is not in his name. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, Thomas Alexander was the first one to get Dumas in the name. Okay, right, right. It came from the mother's side, Marie Cassatt Dumas. Right. So, uh, again, back to the names. Mm-hmm. Some scholars think that Dumas was not a name, but like a label because a position du- or a title. Okay. Ma means right. of the farm. Okay. Right. And so some right. think that her name was Marie Cassatt, and then they right. added Dumas to be okay. like, she belongs to this plantation. She's right. not a whole person. Right, right. Okay. And other, that's, that's, that's where you get the, uh, uh, the, 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 the other version of that name, which is uh, Smarta, which is uh, Smarta, of, the Ivy, yeah. Yeah, Smarta of the Ivy League College. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the guy who, who, who's had one too many at trivia night. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, um, and then there's other scholars who think that Cassatt and Dumas might be African in origin. Okay. So basically nobody knows. Okay. What we're getting at. Right. It's Uh, just one of those where it's like, if you cornered a a history major at a certain point, they go, I don't know, man. Leave me alone. (laughs) There was never a consensus. Please let me go. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about it, you got a white dude who's the son of aristocrats. Mm-hmm. He's going to have papers and history. And, and then when you have a lady who was bought at a slave sale. Right. In the Caribbean. Yeah. Probably not so much paperwork will be around for her. Right. Right. Yeah. Because okay. uh, the world sucks. Yeah. Or at least, it, yeah, it did in a major way during that period of time. Okay. Yeah. So, that's... The, we're done setting the table. Okay. We're in Haiti. He has parents. He's born. He's a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1776. I was burping, Ooh, so I'm going to say that again. 1776. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, writing of the, uh, no, signing of the uh, Constitution. Nope. Nope. That was 1789. 1776 was the Declaration of Independence. Declaration of Independence, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. My, my mom is looking then, down at me right now, just frowning. Anyway. I'll, I'll give it a clean how could start. You get this wrong? All right. I'll give it um, a clean. I was burping right. anyway, so. Okay. All right, ah. so. 1776, Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so 1776, yeah, the Declaration was signed on July 2nd. And John Adams said, July 2nd, a day that will always go down in history of America. And then it was published on the 4th, and that's the day that we celebrate. So, right. <laughs> another another fell tip for yeah. John Adams. <laughs> Could have been a better guy. Yeah. If nice. he wasn't a cranky puss. Nice try, John. <laughs> <Anyway>. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb. Butthead. 
Yeah. Anyway. Actually, a really smart guy who had a lot of smart Federalist ideas. If only he knew. Um, so we sure showed, we, you know what, we did a really good job there of uh, we do? a good thorough, thorough dressing down of John Adams. He deserved yeah. it. Yeah. Take that. Yeah, exactly. We got him. Take yeah. that all the way back to Quincy, Massachusetts, where you're from and where you exactly. are. After you were president, you were an old man toiling your own fields because you thought slavery was immoral. <laughs> yeah, take, yeah. Take, that, take that to France where you're trying to get ra- radical new ideas about democracy. Ha! Ha! Yeah. Sure showed you. Yeah, ha. you were you were so disgusted by Ben Franklin's wanton uh, debauchery because you were a little tight-butted prig. Yeah. Idiot. Ha! Ha! ha. We got him. Got him. We got him. Got him. That's a revolutionary burn. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they'll be feeling that one all the way down to uh, the courthouse in Philadelphia. To Boston Town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where your cousin Sam was brewing beer and and inventing terrorism. And and shipping off to, because he was shipping off to Boston. Anyway. Yeah. We anyway, stop now. <laughs> so uh, in that uh, landmark year of freedom and liberty and human rights and by the people, for the people, of the people, all that good stuff. Right. Uh, Dumas was 14 and his father sold him and his three brothers and sisters and his mother as slaves. <laughs> oh, uh, that hurts. <laughs> Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> again, Libertad. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, oh, that hurts. Now. <laughs> Poor guy. Some, a few months later, uh, Antoine bought back Alexander. Okay. okay. Uh, and people think that it was kind of a scheme. It was basically he sold his family as slaves Mm -hmm. to buy, to raise the money for him and Alexander to get back to France. Oh, interesting. And the guy that he's, the guy he sold Alexander to was, uh, it was a captain, some, uh, Langlois. Mm -hmm. Langlois. L-A-N-G-L-O-I-S. Langlois. Okay. Um, Stephen King's The Langlois. The Langlois. Yes. And then uh, when Antoine got to France, Langlois was there and uh, brought Alexander with him. So Antoine bought him back and freed him. So there's a theory that because he, he sold it to this guy, they all three of them go to France and then he buys them back. So it might have been right something about you know, a, a, a workaround as a way of like getting a slave out of the country. Or right. Maybe like that was, sly game of like, we'll buy you back with interest or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it was just cheaper because he couldn't raise enough money. I don't know. Right. But it seems like it's some kind of scheme to get to right. bring Alexander with him. Okay. Okay. Uh, the, the rest of his family, not so much. They're slaves in Haiti for the rest of their lives. Oh, well, Ooh, can't, can't win them all. Yeah. I mean, 
Uh, I mean, yeah. you, you you could, right? You could, yeah. You could not sell your family into slavery, right? But, you could you could uh, you know be but, concerned uh, about the entire family, but or or or, or you could just you know you, you use your get see, rich quick scheme to get out of the other country. <laughs> yeah. Again, not not great people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that much. That French much I'm aristocracy up on. generally not a bunch of cool guys. Right. So, uh, so we're done with the rest of his family. God, <laughs> that's awful. Um, <laughs> so now it's it's uh, Dumas and it's Alexander and Antoine. Uh, Dumas is going by the name Thomas Retore at this point. The two of them are at the family estate, uh, the the Marquis estate back in Normandy, which Antoine then sold the next year. <laughs> he immediately sold it and they used the money to move to a suburb outside Paris. Yeah, so much of this is just like there's so many elements to this story so far where it's like, well, that's horrible. Well, I guess that makes sense for the context of the time, if you wanted yeah. to get ahead. But no, wait, that's still horrible. Yeah, yes. but I guess it makes sense culturally, uh, like like historically, if you, if you put like the, the cultural and the historical context in place, if you wanted to get ahead, okay, I can understand that. Yeah. But it's still terrible. And if, it's like the, the meter kind of flips back and forth there. If Netflix made a movie of this set mm-hmm. in the present day... Right. Antoine is definitely a shitty alcoholic stepfather. Right, right, right. Just dragging yeah. Alexander around. He 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 sells out the rest of the family. Yeah. He burns down the house for the insurance right. money. Now they're yeah, I was homeless. Gonna say, this is sounding. It's... This is sounding basically <laughs> like the kind of like a hybrid of Peaky Blinders and Shameless. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's fancy Shameless. Right, right. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a marquee. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, at this point, Antoine, as the last surviving brother, he is mm-hmm. the marquee of Davy de la Petite. I, I think if you say it fast enough, then, you, then you're okay. Pas de Petite. Davy de la Petite. Davy de la Petite. Yes, um, of course. We, we got that right. And you have to mumble, so Davy de la Petite. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so... Alexander Dumas is recognized as a member of the aristocracy. Oh, he is interesting. A, he is a mixed race gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and this is around the time where Paris, where France starts to go, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, sure. This is around the time that France outlaws slavery in the colonies. Huh. Um, France getting it right a little bit earlier than the rest of the developed nations. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. They, uh, I can't remember the exact year, but there's like, it's like the code of blah, blah, blah year. Right. Is right. when they outlawed uh, slavery. 
the, the, there was no slavery in France, and it was said that if a slave set foot on French soil, he was de facto free. That's that's awesome. Yeah. You know, one thing I will say, though, about... Because um, you mentioned the, the, the last bit of what you mentioned with um, uh, Count Dumas was that um, as a result of selling the property... And then, Marquis. you know, all of the, the, the Count Marquis, was I'm sorry. a play on the Count of Monte Cristo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Marquis Dumas. You is better that... be sorry. Oh, Dan, you have no idea how sorry I am. <laughs> Grovel. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting over here, uh, hand scrawling a letter of apology, which I will mail to you in five to nine business days. Um, <laughs> Good. The, the, um, the Marquis getting to that point where he could be in royalty. I mean, this is all starting to sound like this is all starting to sound like kind of what you and I were talking about before, where it's this kind of almost like oceans 11 style scheme where it's like they've he's, if nothing else, the marquee has got a long game plan in mind. Yeah. And this is him basically lining up each and every domino to make sure that um, the plan goes off without a hitch. For sure. Yeah. Okay. And okay. and yeah, this is like, oh, okay, things are getting good. This is like yeah. the springboard for the sweet life. Right, right, right. Um, so Dumas is a teenager. Uh, he is the son of a marquis. He's going to a fancy school. He's learning literature, sword fighting, military arts, all the like how to be a fancy guy. You know, ballroom dancing, etiquette, all that stuff. Right. And the guy who's teaching him sword fighting and all this is the Chevalier de Saint Georges. Right. The Chevalier de Saint Georges. Right. The same guy that taught Americans. Arya Stark. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and he, the Chevalier, is another. Uh, mixed race guy from the French Caribbean. Okay. And All so right. he and Dumas are like, okay, okay. They, you know, they recognize right. each other and each other. Yeah. Right, right, right. They have that sort of thing in common that they're like, uh, everybody's white. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. So they've got it. They've got a, um, it's kind of a mentorship. Yeah. And they've got kind of a commonality there because of their, their, uh, um, not shared, but, but, um, common uh uh genealogy okay all right yeah yeah they they stick out at the ball let's right yeah. right yeah 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 um and uh so when the father antoine sold the family estate he made a killing he made all the money right and he spent it on alexander okay he 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 could have bought his other th three four kids and a mother out of slavery in Haiti and right. had him, but you know he he but, liked his one kid. So, but no, let's but blow no. Alexander. It's the the golden child. We're all gonna yeah, put right. it on him. But and again, all you know, on number six. Yeah, right. But again, this this all comes back to that, you know, that that grand heist, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely like, like a scheme. He was like, yeah. this kid is going to go places. Right. I know which progeny is going to do me the best in this grand scheme. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And so if you stop the story right there. You and go, I will. Thank you. You go, all right, well, <laughs> here's this young man. Mm-hmm. He was he literally. He got his feet on the ground, he said. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was literally just a slave. Right. And now he's royal, going to the academy, fancy guy, everyone's favorite. Right. right. Like, you win. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, and not only that, but that's one of those where it's like that that heist again. It comes back to that heist element where it's like, okay, this doesn't just happen to anybody. There's an <laughs> element of this where you look at the way that the marquee played it out, and it's like this was this was all part of the plan, you know. Well, well, at least it feels that way. So it's it's pretty good for yeah. about nine ten years. Yeah. It's great. Right. He's going to balls, fancy people, fancy friends, everything's cool. Right. right. There's he there there's he bumps into racism now and again because it's Europe yeah. in the seventeen hundreds. Right. Uh, but generally pretty good. Right. Everything was fine until the uh, Fire Nation attacked. And then uh The Fire Nation attacked. Yes. <laughs> and then so uh when Dumas twenty four yeah. His dad married a servant. He has a history of doing this. Mm. And instead of lavishing all his money on his son, he lavishes all the money on his wife. Okay. Like all the money. Okay. Like all of it. Like, and so, okay, like, okay, like so they don't have any money anymore. <laughs> holy crap. So he spends all, all of the money the on money. the wife. Okay. Their relationship goes downhill. Dumont yeah. and Antoine. Yeah. Uh, Antoine, so this is the shameless part of the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th- yeah, yeah. Exactly. This is. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is when the dad finds the daughter's savings under the under the right. stove or something in the cookie right. jar. Oh, I'm gonna right. go spend this. Yeah. This is uh, it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So their relationship went downhill fast. Uh, Antoine uh, reduced uh, Alexander's allowance uh, quite a bit. Uh, Uh, As as would make sense. Yeah, because he had to spend it all on his wife and then he went broke. Um, So Dumas looked around. uh, Getting a job is like gross. You don't get a job. Mm, Yeah, because he's aristocracy. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. A job. It was yeah, like right. 150 years till titled people worked for a living. Ever. Right, right, right. So, but what you can do that's respectable and pays the bills is join the military. Okay, all right. So, Dumont joins the military. Uh, there's yeah. a law that says if you are noble, you can enlist as an officer. But because he's black and it's France... They're like, ooh, well, mm, I don't know. Right, right. And so, failing that, said, he decides to instead engage in insider trading and makes yes. bank. Yes. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> so, uh, the dad, at the the tail end of their frayed relationship, Antoine right. suggests that. Uh, Alexander 
uses a different name mm-hmm. and just join as an right. as an enlistee instead of an officer. Okay. So the son of the Marquis, Thomas Alexander mm-hmm. Dumas, David de la Pelletier, joins the uh, French Dragoons as Private Alex Dumas. Oh, interesting. Okay. He used the mom's name and dropped all of the Davy stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, he also, he also um, uh, quote unquote, plainified the name. So it's yeah. like, yeah, just, it's just, uh, you know, it's just humble old, you know, midshipman uh, Alex Dumas, you know, yeah. no big deal, you know. And he, he was generally known as Alex. Right. For, okay. Uh, for, for a while. Right. Interesting. Um, Interesting. A couple of like official forms. He did the full name, but right. generally Alex. Um, then the dad dies two weeks later. Oh, so he is the family fortune is gone. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it got all wasted on the wife. Right. The title is gone. Because yeah. he, he's in the military as some random guy. Okay. Uh, the estate is gone. So the great plan has kind of petered out at this point. A little bit. <laughs> no money. Right. No home. Right. Yeah. No, fam- no father. His mom and siblings are slaves thousands of miles across the ocean. Right, right, right. He doesn't have any money to free them. Nor does he have any ties there in France at this point. That would actually be... I mean, he's got, like, friends and acquaintances. Right. But he, he doesn't have, like, but hey, brother, like, could you spare a favor type of ties. I mean, he's been there for a decade, so he probably uh, does. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. He probably right, does. Right. Okay, but, span of ten years, yeah, I can believe that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, and he just joined the military as a private. Right. Uh, and it is 1786... Uh, uh, quick history quiz. What's gonna happen soon? Seventeen eighty six. Um, Constitution gets oh in France. Uh, la Révolution, the arrival of the guillotines. Yeah. Chopping off heads of the royalty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, right, that's right. about to start. Yeah, coming back to our narrative from before about you know up oh, the French have reached their boiling point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. uh, So he's a private in the Dragoons. Right. And for a while he served. It's a. a, a, An area. It's about halfway between Paris and Belgium. If you look at the map. Um, And he's just, you know, regular private doing whatever. He's like 24, 25, 26. Um, When the revolution started, 1789. Yeah. Yeah. There's a guy in that area in a town called uh, Villers Coderets. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's uh, like Ville Coderets. Ville Coderets, yeah. Ville Coderets. Anyway, so this guy. uh, Just roll it. Yeah, it's exactly exactly what you did. You just roll it, you go through it as fast as possible, and then no one can possibly correct you on it. Ville Coderets! Confident mumbling. Exactly. Ville Coderets. Um, yeah. so the, uh, this guy, uh, Claude Labore, mm-hmm. uh, he ran the sort of national guard of this, of this little town. 
In Elaborate. Alex. Uh, and so he he's like, whoa, there's like a revolution going on. He calls the right. army for reinforcements. Right. So Dumas is transferred there in August, and he stays there through the winter. Okay. Uh, at this dude, Claude Labore's, uh Inn that he runs. All right. All right. He also gets engaged to the guy's daughter, Marie Louise. Mmm, <laughs> slick. Slick dude. Again, <laughs> he's a charmer. Yeah, yeah. He's a charmer. He's handsome. He's strong. He's funny. He's a good dancer. Right. He's Mr. He's Mr. Guy. He's your buddy. Yep. He drives um, a Porsche. Well, I guess it's not this point, but yeah. Yeah, but he could jump <laughs> over one. Yeah, yeah. Olympic apparently, with athlete. all the those jumping skills. Yeah. Um. So Dumas Regiment, they're they're kind of like riot police. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And there is what's called the Champ du Mars massacre in 1791. Okay. Uh, basically a bunch of people got together. They signed a petition to get rid of the king. Everyone <laughs> got riled up. It got out of hand. The military, right. Dumas regiment included, uh, stepped in and put down this like riot and killed mm. somewhere between 12 and 50 people. Mm. Okay. Uh, Dumas later said that by killing a couple dozen, they saved about 2,000 lives. Yeah, right. So, right. I mean, who knows? One right. person's riot is another person's protest, as we yeah. know very well in 2020. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so Defund we, the Dumas! <laughs> well, that already happened. Sweet! <laughs> we, my, my wish has been granted. <laughs> Um, so fast forward to August of 1792. This is three years after he was transferred to this town and got married. Uh, he's now been in the military for about six years. So he's about Mm -hmm. 30. Yeah, he's 30 now. Uh, he's gone from a private. He's now a corporal. He's serving on the Belgian border. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're the French waffles every day. Constant waffles and chocolate, smoking that right. hash. Right. Um, uh, he, uh, his first sort of little claim to fame, mm-hmm. he, uh, he had a few guys with him, mm-hmm. uh, and they captured four enemy soldiers. Okay. okay. Cool. Yeah. Good job. All right. But one of them was Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Thus that ending World old. War II as we know it. 200 years before it occurred. Who knew he was so old? Yeah. yeah. Two months later, that was in August. This is October. (laughs) Right. From Colonel to Lieutenant Colonel. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. In a brand new uh, section called Get Ready, because it's everything has like 10 names in this story. I have braced myself with like all limbs. Are you clinging tenaciously to your buttocks? I am clinging tenacious D to my buttocks. <laughs> this is the Légion Franche des Américains et du de Midi, a.k.a. translates as the Free Legion of Americans in the South. Huh. A.k.a. the Free Legion, a.k.a. the American Legion. Okay, that's where I was thinking you were going to go. Okay, a.k.a. So the, Amer- the Black Legion. 
Okay. This is a whole group uh-huh. of men of color. Okay. Led by his old buddy, Chevalier de St. George. Ah, okay. All the right, dude who right. taught him how to fight. Right, right. Uh, so, oh, yeah. It's, and so it was also called the St. George Legion. Hmm. Uh, and the, the, the phrase free legion means it's not part of the regular army. It's a separate. Right. It's its own. Yeah. Its own unit. Yeah, it's its own little detachment. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so he's now a lieutenant colonel. And whenever St. George was around, was not around, Dumas right. was like the leader right. for the day. He was a substitute teacher. Yeah. Okay. So right. he's made, right. again, making a name for himself. Okay. So they've got this little separate kind of like Hogan's Heroes A-team uh, uh, yeah. detachment of their own. It's like the Tuskegee like Airmen of the right. French Revolution. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Right. Um. And so then a month later, he marries Marie Louise, who he'd been engaged to for a few years now. Okay. And he buys a thirty-acre farm in back in that little town. Okay. And she stayed there when he was away, you know, on duty with the military. She right. stayed back home with yeah. their babies. They had. They had Marie Alexandrine, and uh, two years later, they had Louise Alexandrine, two years later after that, who died as a baby. And then, in 1802, they had Alexander the Famous Writer. Hooray! Mm. Yippee! Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also, at this point... Speaking, just to wrap up the family stuff, mm-hmm. when they got married, the marriage papers say that Marie Cassatt Dumas, the mother, mm-hmm. died in 1772. Mm-hmm. But there are reports of her being sold later and moving around later. Uh, uh, and coming so back to they that think, weirdness about slavery and yeah. getting rid of the, the wife and the kids to as slave labor back then. Okay. All right, and they all think right. it might have been, uh, he might have lied on the form and said that she died either mm. to avoid having to get her approval from Haiti. Right. Or, because that would just take months. Or it would reveal that he was the son of a slave Mm. and he would like, I don't know, it wouldn't be great or it would be an ugly story or he would be embarrassed or whatever. Right. Okay. Um, so anyway, so that document says that she died 20 years before. Right. But people kind of don't think she did. Yeah. Anyway, I could just see him in the, in my mind's eye, just like looking at her and being like, okay, uh, uh, so, for for the next X years, uh, for purposes uh, Y and Z, you're dead. Okay, <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, yeah, got it, got it, got, got it. it. Wink, got it. yeah. We we we. Right, right. A lot of winking and grinning. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So anyway, uh, so he's married. He's the sort of second in command of the Black Legion, okay. aka the Free Legion, the American yeah. Legion. Um, a few months later, uh, there's a general uh, who attempted a coup d'etat. A okay. coup d'etat 
Yeah. Uh, Dumont. One of them coup d'etats. <laughs> Dumont and St. George, they oppose him, uh, fight him, they beat him, and they defended the city of L-I-L-L-E, Lil, from okay. the people who supported the coup. So, hooray, okay. they're like heroes now. Okay. Uh, St. George's is accused of misusing government funds. The Legion is disbanded. But after the Legion is disbanded, Dumas was promoted from lieutenant colonel to brigadier general hmm. in the Army of the North. Right. So this is July 1793. He's a brigadier general. Yeah. Again, By the way, I just have to throw out, that's one of my favorite military, like, titles is brigadier general because yeah. like it ties in the word brigade you're all you're you're already throwing in general so you, you know you got the connotations of like you know general Patton and stuff like that yeah every time that they use that in uh especially in, in python where they'd be like you know um you know brigadier general luxury yacht is like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, such a perfect linguistic um uh, juxtaposition. I, I I just love that 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 title. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So he's promoted to brigadier general, and then a few weeks a few weeks later, he's promoted again to to division general, and then okay. again to commander in chief of the army of the West Pyrenees. So. Oh my God. Okay. So. Wow. You know, maybe it's because it's the it's still like the French Revolution is crazy and like they're killing right. everybody. Maybe yeah. elite people are hard to find. But in seven years, he went from enlisting as a private mm. to leading an army. So hold on, hold on. Let me let me. That get, doesn't let me, like, <laughs> No, that's that's effing wild. Um, but I'm, I, Amanda and I are watching Black Sails, and so I'm like trying to do some historical context markers here. This is yeah, yeah. um end of this is near the end of the 1700s, beginning of the 1800s. He is uh CNC of the um armies of uh what was the the Western the Pyrenees. So the Western Pyrenees. Over by so Spain. Okay, the Western Pyrenees, so over by Spain. Okay. Cuz I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to place where in the world uh, all of the, like, kind of uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates-style stuff is going on. I guess that's all over on the Atlantic side. Yeah, but I gotta yeah, wonder, yeah. I, I got to wonder how much of that, though, because I know that piracy was a big thing, 1800, you know. Sure. End of 1700s, beginning 1800s, that's where all the stories come out of. So, I, anyway, you know, I I, think, I would guess that there were probably analogous stories that came out of that era as, or, or out of that corner of the world as well. I just don't know them off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I don't, I'm, I don't know a whole lot about it right. uh, myself. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I mean, the, the I read The Black Count a, f a few years ago. I, I need to read uh -huh. it again. Um right. But, you know, I didn't see anything about uh, piracy or nothing, so. Okay. Um, he so was, they, had, he was mostly, they had that locked down. <laughs> I guess so. He, he did was, a pretty good job in his role. <laughs> he was he was stationed uh, sort of around the border of France. He started at, like, 2 o'clock up by Belgium 
and then right. down to about seven o'clock by the Pyrenees, and then down right. to like five o'clock in the Alps in Italy. Okay, okay. So he was working the evening shift. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get I get where you're saying from central to France. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, all right. So okay, so this is like six months. Okay. He's promoted from lieutenant colonel to mm-hmm. commander in chief of an army. Right. Which is crazy. That's freaking wild. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we are now in the end of that year, 1793. He's now state. He was switched from the Pyrenees to the army of the Alps. Okay. And his assignment there is he's supposed to be fighting, uh, the Austrian and Piedmontese troops. Okay. Um, they're fighting over this, uh, this, on this one mountain, uh, Mount Cenis, C-E-N-I-S. Um, there's a little pass that's covered by ice called the Little St. Bernard Pass. Okay. And he's stationed there and his job is take the pass. Okay. Okay. So, and he gets there in December. So between the only thing that can make it through that pass are little tiny St. Bernard puppies. If they're fully grown, you can't get them through. No, no, no. But if if they're still puppies, you you can put the little tiny uh, little uh, like itty bitty barrel of whiskey on the puppy's collar and then you just slide them down. It's like an ice flue. Yeah, it's like, come on, puppies! All right, you know, and the puppies go flying down. And I can understand why you would want to keep that from falling into someone else's hands. And also, they're not housebroken yet, and so they're just peeing and pooping all over the place, and that helps melt the ice. Yeah, I was gonna say that's how you get the ice flow. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, They say an army travels on its stomach. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. it travels on the pee and poo of little. St. Bernard puppies. puppies. Not a lot of people exactly. know that. They, they yep. teach you that at West Point. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. You yep. foolish civilians don't know that. <laughs> yeah, they so leave anyway. that out of the coursework elsewhere. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so between December and like April, a.k.a. Uh-huh. the winter, uh, yeah. um, in this gla- it's literally covered with a glacier, okay. uh, this area. And so he is... He's gathering info, he's scouting, he's planning, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, his guys are scouting. Right. He's doing the planning and the maps and right. the everything. And Dumont, this is back before global warming, so he, if he needed information <laughs> from the glaciers, he right. could just go talk to them. This yeah. is before oh, the glaciers started me. to, yeah, right. Because as we all know, after, glaci- after global warming, the, the glaciers just stopped communicating, you know. Anyway, anyway, right. Yeah, they gave us all the cold shoulder. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Dumas leads right. a bunch of like back to back to back to back attacks. They mm-hmm. had uh, crampons on their boots and like scaled ice covered cliffs. Oh, awesome. Okay. All right, and they all come right. around so the these, back. These and, are the not fucking around soldiers now. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And right. they, they come around the other side and they capture, like, the whole thing. And it was okay. between 900 and 1,700 prisoners. Oh, wow. Yeah. And not just any prisoners. We're talking military soldier prisoners, too. Yeah, yeah. So this is okay. Austrian Austrian right. and uh, Piedmontese right. troops. So this is, 
Dumas's roll of the dice in this version of Risk has gone really well. <laughs> yeah, he got all sixes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, naturally, this is, yeah. you know, the, the Enlightenment era. Everyone's like, oh, everything around the Roman times was super cool and great. And so they see this dark-skinned general mm-hmm. being a real clever military mastermind in the Alps. Right. And so they started comparing him to Hannibal. Oh, Not okay. entirely inappropriate. Yeah. He just had little yeah. puppies instead of big elephants. Right, right. Because when exactly. the elephants peed all over the Alps, oh my God, avalanche. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the beginning of the global warming in that era. Uh, yeah. You know, it was, you know, you build up enough elephant pee and poo, and it's just, you know, you're going to have a mighty uh, heat, hot stink on your hands. That's how, um, uh, in, in Italy, that's how the River Po got its name. It's a mix, yeah. it's halfway between pee and poo, is Po. Right, right. Hence the Po. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and so at this point, he's like a big deal. Uh huh. Uh, he, I mean, shooting up through the ranks is one thing. Now he's like, whoa, this was like this impossible town to capture, and you did it. Cool. Mm-hmm. You got right. us through the Alps. Right. And okay. so now they can get down into Austria and into Italy, which is where they want to go. So the army is like all over him. But it's also 1794, and if you know your French Revolution, you know... The reign of terror was like at its peak. Okay. Yep. yep. It's the last desperate gasps of the reign of terror. Everyone's killing everybody. Everyone's accusing right. everybody of everything. Right. Um, right. Dumas is called before the Committee of Public Safety, aka the guillotine judges. <laughs> uh, in June of 1794. They didn't say what they wanted to talk to him about, but it's probably not the kind of letter that you want to get. We wish to have a conversation with you about why you should keep your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Well, I'm very attached to it. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> so, two things worked out very well for Dumas at this point. One, he kept his head. <laughs> I guess that's zero. That's that's zero so far, in all of zero. this. That's par. Yeah, that's a, a, that's at the top base. of the list. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the first lucky break, uh, he was able to delay his arrival for a month. Okay. Right. Um, because of whatever. Yeah. The second lucky break, he finally well, gets... Well, he, he had to finish raising the puppies. He had to finish housebreaking yeah, the puppies. Yeah, like, I'm so yeah. close. Yeah. Um... And when he, he, he gets there in July, mm-hmm. a couple weeks later, like yeah. sort of right before they called him up, mm-hmm. Robespierre is killed because oh. he was accused of all of everything. And they're like, right. hey, you know how you know what Robespierre's idea was? Accuse people and kill them. Let's accuse yeah. him and kill him. And Robespierre right. was like, yeah, great idea. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how it went down. Um, yeah, uh, so that pretty much one. that pretty much wrapped up the reign of terror. Okay. So that was phew big lucky break mm-hmm. for our friend Alex. Right. So right. now he's back to commanding now the Army of the West. Okay. So he's like 
skipping away from Paris. He's like, (laughs) he dodged not just a bullet. He dodged a giant blade falling from 10 feet above you. Right, right, right. Um, And this is also around the time that uh, they abolished slavery in the French colonies, which then were Guadalupe, Guillaume, and Saint Domingue, present-day Haiti. So Haiti, he was. That's nice. So he his knows yeah. his siblings and mother. If they're uh-huh. alive, they right. are no longer slaves. Hooray! Okay. Okay. So now he's uh, commanding the Army of the West. Yeah. And he gets a real big reputation, as right. he is making it a high priority to increase discipline among the soldiers. Right. Which right. is good because an army should be disciplined. And also, yep. the soldiers had a bad oh, habit. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what, are your order, what are your orders, sir? Uh, go over there, whatever. I'm on break. Okay, yeah. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You wanted us over here? Yeah, right. Um, but... Uh, uh, it's also good because uh, there was a lot of like uh, the soldiers were abusing the locals. Not mm. great. And so he was like, nope, not doing that. No, thank nope. you. Right. He, so he he shut that down. Okay. Um, and so everyone liked him. Right. Uh, except, you know, the soldiers who were going around beating everybody up for no reason. But everyone yeah. else really liked him. Right. <laughs> Including You've got that, that the, the lone jerk contingent is like, well, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of his ideas. <laughs> well, speaking of lone jerks, yeah, enter Napoleon Bonaparte. Bum, uh, bum, I'd, bum. I'd, I'd, I'd rather he not enter the stage, but uh, you know, you, that you've case, already done that. So the end. End. Because <laughs> the rest of the story, it's kind of a two-man story. It's Alex Dumas and Napoleon Bonaparte. One of them is super great, legendary, awesome guy. The other is a giant dickhead. Oh, Um, now hold on here. I hmm. I, I think I can work this out. Hmm. All right, all right. It's a puzzler. (laughs) So now we are in the fall of 1796. Yep. General Dumas is now in he's joined the army of italy in milan and he is serving directly under napoleon um uh, general duma <laughs> he's as opposed to a specific duma exactly right um, right and so immediately there's tension between them okay all right uh now because you know thinking of everything we know duma is Mr. Discipline. Mm-hmm. He wants everyone to be at their best because he wants to be at his best. He wants everyone right. to be the best version of them. He's like, come on, you know, right. don't be an ass. You're wearing right. a uniform. Act like it. Yeah. And Bonaparte is like rising dictator, rising narcissist. Why doesn't yes. everybody bow to me? Yeah. He is yeah. power hungry. He also, Napoleon had a habit of letting his troops take civilians' property. Just, oh, that's not cool. Just... Because to well, I need it. Right. Yeah. Dumas right. tried to stop it, like he oh, did. Interesting. Like he did before. Okay. Napoleon's not a fan of this. 
Right. So uh, fast forward a couple months. It's now January 1797. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Austrians are trying to break a siege. And so each time that you say fast forward a couple months, this is all on uh, La Cassette, right? <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I, I'm only I 50% you. sorry. I, I, you know. <laughs> this episode is over. <laughs> yeah, there's a half of me that's apologetic about that. There's another half of me that's like, yes, deep cut. <laughs> Yay, I broke him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so we skip chapter to yeah. January 1797. Press um, play on tape. Yeah. Uh, so they, uh, they, Napoleon's army has a siege around this Austrian city. Okay. They try to break the siege. Dumas stops that siege break. Okay. Two weeks later, the city gives up. Hooray, right. Napoleon has this big, cool victory that uh-huh. Dumas kind of helped save. Right, right, um, right, right. It's Napoleon's victory is basically contingent on the fact that Dumas was there. Yeah. Okay. So Napoleon's aide-de-camp, General Berthier, he writes yeah. a description of the battle. And minimizes Dumas' participation in it. Not cool. Dumas says, hey, this sucks. Uh, Excuse Mm -hmm. me, Napoleon, uh, you're a little dismissive of what I did. Napoleon says, oh, that's interesting. Okay. And so when he sends the report up to Paris, he omits Dumas completely. Oh, dude. Just, he did no mention of the guy. Oh my God, that's horrible. Okay, and all right, all right. transfers him to a uh, a crappier command. Okay, he right. he puts him in charge of like an inferior section. Right. right. Dumas. Yeah, he's commanding the dirt okay. squad. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's in charge of F troop now. Yeah. So yeah. goes okay. All right. He's like, he knows that he's being personally insulted. Yep. 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 Because Napoleon sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You go, all right. Okay. All right. A month later, hmm. Dumas' group pushes the Austrian army back north, captures thousands of Austrian soldiers. <laughs> Austria now refers to him as Der Schwarze Teufel or the Black Devil. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. He is now legitimately a historical badass. Right, right, right. So it's the the people of Austria are like, oh, it's that motherfucker again. Yeah. Which which basically cements him. Like, I'm thinking about it contextually, and it's like, if he's pulling that shit, then it means that that Bonaparte at a certain point has to be like, oh, God, I can't do this without him now. And that's kind of what happens. And so then, right after that, right, uh, right up at the Italian-Austrian border, um, Dumas is specifically requested. Like, we need <laughs> this guy. Send him over. Right. So, all right, so right. he's sent over there. Um, right. And then March 23rd, 1797, Dumas, single-handed, him, one dude. Mm-hmm. Single-handed, one man, alone, 
drove a squadron of Austrian troops back across a bridge uh, across the river into their Holy own territory. Crap. Like one dude <laughs> fought off a squadron of troops. Right. Okay. All right. This is okay. So yeah, now he is most definitely entered that rank of like toilet I mean, reading bat certified badass. Yeah. I mean, he, we he know goes, about Paul Revere because he rode around yelling. Yeah. yeah. This dude <laughs> yeah. is is Chuck Norris. Yeah. Yeah. He now joins the ranks of like uh, I I believe, and I might get the name wrong here, but uh, Olya Lushenko, who is the uh, the Russian sniper that like held off, I, I oh, think it was like oh, three yeah, battalions yeah. just by like <laughs> yeah. pinging pinging them as they came over a certain ridge with a single, not like any sort of like bona fide sniper rifle, but like literally a hunting rifle used to kill deer. Right, right. So right. it's like yeah, now he enters up there. her ranks. Yeah, right, right, right. So this gives him another nickname. Yeah. Uh, the Horatius Cockles, 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 the Horatius Cockles of the Tyrol, Tyrol, I guess Tyrol. Okay. Uh, Horatius right. Cockles was a Roman officer who, with a few other people, defended a bridge long enough for the rest of the army to get away. Ah, uh, okay. Right, okay, right, right. so that's a Roman officer, cool. And mm -hmm. uh, Tyrol is the the county in Italy where it happened. Okay. So he's the okay. Roman guy of this place. Yeah. Okay. So Got it. Napoleon is like, fine, you're good at this. Yeah, right, right. He rewards him with a pair of pistols and makes him the cavalry commander of all the French troops in Tyrol. This marks the one and only time that Napoleon was not an asshole to Alexander yeah. Dumas. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, he was kind of in a, a position at that point. I would assume, based on Dumas's general popularity, acknowledgement, and the the military community's awareness by that point, that they're like, yeah, you can't do him wrong now, Napoleon. You, yeah. you gotta, yeah, right, right, right. I mean, it's like so how it's, how folks give Nixon uh, credit for uh, signing the EPA. Right. It's like, right. well, if he right. didn't, or, they were gonna override his veto so he kind of had right. to or else he looks like right. a turd right or reagan with gps it's like well i mean yeah that's good that you did that but otherwise but still he horrible. had to <laughs> yeah exactly right right like it doesn't right. make him like a genius so right okay. right so a year later march 1798 mm-hmm Dumas and approximately one gazillion French soldiers are part of this mm -hmm. giant armada Okay. that they're being sent on. They don't know where they're going. They don't know why. It's a secret. They don't know where they're going. They don't know where they're from. Yeah. <laughs> you, Sorry. You can't know where you're going if you don't know where you're from. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, I'm glad you got that. <laughs> So that seems very strange, but this is a thing yeah. that they did like in World right. War Two, uh, Spike Milligan. Yeah, he was he was he had left England and circled around uh, Spain and was in the yeah. Mediterranean before he knew that he was going to the North African campaign. 
Right, right. They just, it was a I thing just, that they did back then. They said, right. I we'll can tell just, you when we get there where we're going. I, okay. I, can hear Napole- I can hear Napoleon. He's like, there are sealed orders. Wait until you get to a certain point. And then you open the orders and the orders are like, find the edge of the map where all of the sea dragons are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bring, me, bring me three of them. Yeah, bring I'm me back hungry. the sea dragons. Yeah, right. <laughs> we must use them to fight uh, everyone. <laughs> So, uh, so they come around. Uh, they get into the. Uh, they get near Africa. They conquer Malta, like you do. Right. Because um, he was there, you know. <laughs> well, we're, I mean, we're here. What else are we gonna right. do? Right. Right. Uh, and then Napoleon tells them the plan: We're going to conquer Egypt. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, by the way, uh, no wait, really? Yeah, that's because I the don't plan. remember. I don't remember this from the history books. This is amazing. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say <laughs> it, it didn't stick. <laughs> yeah, we are going to take a pyramid. <laughs> yeah. All right, all um, right, all right. Yeah, they 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 <laughs> captured the pyramids and moved them back to Paris, and that's why they're right. in front of the Louvre now. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we are going to put cannons on the pyramids. Yeah. We will float them from Egypt to France. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, greatest warship that ever was. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> At this point, uh, Dumas is the commander of all cavalry in the Army of the Orient. The okay. Army of the Orient is these guys, this giant armada. Okay. Who, <laughs> who is tasked with conquering Egypt. Okay. <laughs> so they land in Egypt. Within a week, they've taken Alexandria. Right. Cool. That's like, I mean, that's just amazing, though, because that's like, that's like if someone was taking America, like, you know, a- America in its current state, and a the, the invading nation is like, all right, your job is to take Colorado. Yes, it's a <laughs> landlocked state. Yes, it's going to be easily fortified well, by all the states I around mean, it. You can but, sail all the way to Alexandria. That's what they yeah, did. But, they, yeah. they sailed all, they landed in Alexandria and then just took it. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm changing my, I'm changing my like metaphor come across to, the Sahara and, like, right. Risk, no. Okay. So I'm changing Brazil. my, I'm changing my metaphor to like Mississippi, right. Or Michigan. It's okay. like, technically, yes, water does flow there, but <laughs> by the time you've gotten there, everyone will have seen you coming and everyone <laughs> right. will know what the hell you're doing. You That's know? true. That's true. Yeah. 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 For sure. <laughs> um, so, so they get, they land at Alexandria. Napoleon must not have played a lot of risk. Well, I guess the yeah, well, as Eddie Wilson said, yeah, someone didn't play a lot of risk as a kid. Yeah, yeah someone at Milton Bradley was like, "Oh, this is a great idea. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah so, let's, uh, let's let's make a game solely based around bad decisions by this idiot. They, they call it Napoleon's a moron. The game. Yeah, right, right. Ages Can we shorten it? All right. The CEO is like, "Hey, uh, you put risk on the title. I think it'll sell more units." Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so they get to Alexandria within a week. They've taken the city. Napoleon yeah. sends Dumas. To, uh, some Frenchmen were taken prisoner. Napoleon sends Dumas with the ransom to get them back. Okay. The Egyptians are like, we just lost this city. 
here comes this big, strong, charismatic, impressive, wonderful, handsome guy. Good at horse riding. Good mm-hmm. dancer. Kind of like him. Yeah. He's just like 10 out of 10. <laughs> we saw him jump over a car once, and we don't even have cars yet, so we're impressed. So they're like, okay, this guy is obviously the guy in charge of the army, not Napoleon. Right, 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 right. Oh, nice! So, Napoleon, the leader, has now been visually usurped by Dumas. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Napoleon conquers the city, and they go, "Oh, cool! You're the big guy." And uh, actual steam came out of Napoleon's ears. Uh, historians <laughs> have found that that is where the idea originated. <laughs> right. <laughs> they don't know how he did it. They don't know where the water came from, but he invented yeah. steam coming out of your ears and demonstrated his patent right, right there on right. the sand. <laughs> he had a little system built in. It was, you know, the, yeah, the suit was, steamed. It was, it, it was, it was piped the, up the back of his neck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was the, it was the angry version of the dune still suits. Right. Where he's just like, <laughs> I do not want to reclaim the water. Uh, yeah. I just want to use it to look very angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so they got Alexandria. Now they're going right. to march to Cairo. Okay. It's the desert. I mean, they're going down the Nile, but it's still harsh. All right. right. There's a zillion soldiers. They're low mm-hmm. on, supra- on supplies. <laughs> they're Sorry. low yeah, on no, supplies, too, at this point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so it's rough going. Uh, yeah. People, uh, suicides are happening. Suicides are on the rise. Right, right. So Dumont and some of the other generals... They're talking about it, and they toss the idea out of maybe stopping at Cairo and forgetting about the whole conquer the rest of Egypt thing. But before they get there, they run into Colonel Kurtz. It's true. Even though that (laughs) was an entirely different river. (laughs) Yeah, but come on, the river metaphor, you know? Okay, okay. I had to go with it, you know? They're, 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 They're deep in trouble. They're down the river, you know? Anyway. Sorry. And they're like, uh, Napoleon's, I, I think Napoleon's gone native. And then he's just the out there the worshipping cats and putting jars <laughs> of honey in his tomb and burying all his servants with them and saying, you're all going to commit suicide, right? Oh, yeah, boss. Yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, right. sure, sure. I have created a death cult. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon, you can do that with. Generic right. French people, not so much. But Napoleon, right. that guy's a jerk. No, that's the thing. Like the, the 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 moment that I realized that we can apply the snooty French accent to Napoleon and just hawk Patui collectively on Napoleon, it's like, oh shoot, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. it's open Fair season. Again. It's open season. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so Napoleon and these other generals, they're like, yeah, this is this this sucks. What are we doing? Right. So Napoleon, her he gets wind of this, and uh, later, this is like later. Uh, he goes right up to Dumas and threatened mm-hmm. to shoot him for sedition. Okay. So Dumas says, okay, this idea sucks. This mission sucks. You suck. I want to go back to France. Mm-hmm. Napoleon says, fine, go. I don't even yeah. want you here. <laughs> uh, his actual words were, I can replace him with a brigadier. Okay. Which, dude, no, you can't. 
Yeah, right. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> there's a reason that this dude is, like, commander of all of your armies of the West at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not um, only that, but I'm assuming at this point, we're talking about the, the, the time delta between the St. Bernard's Pass incident and now. It's got to be, what, like, five years, ten not years, even something that. like that? Not even it's that. A, it's been, like, two years. Okay, but enough military experience at this point, especially if he's made it that far into Egypt, has been aggregated by Dumas that it's oh, like, yeah. this is a fearsome strategist yes, yes. Uh, on top of all of the physical prowess. Yeah. So like, it's like, not only do you lose the brawn, about, but he you knows also lose tactics. all of the strategic brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He knows about tactics. He knows about strategy. He knows about morale. Right. He knows about discipline. Yeah. He knows how armies work. And yeah. he's like... Yeah. And the other generals are with him, and they're all like, this is a mm. bad idea. Right. Um, but Napoleon didn't go up to the other generals and mm-hmm. kick them out or threaten yeah. to shoot any of them, just Dumas. By the way, my favorite explanation of the difference between tactics and strategy has to be um, tactics is when they are actively trying to kill you. Strategy is when they are only passively trying to kill you on the other side of the hill. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Anyway. So, and again, this is just Napoleon being a little butthurt man baby because strongman autocrats generally butthurt little man babies. Uh, yeah. Even though, bust the myth, Napoleon was not little. He was average height for the time. Right. Five right. foot six was average height in France at the time. So, yep. Meanwhile, uh, Dumas was six inches taller. Just saying. Yeah, uh. yeah. bust a myth. So, bust a myth. He was a little bit taller, and and bust a move. He could get about eight of ten on Guitar Hero. So, yeah, you know. yeah. I yeah. mean, considering that. You know, they didn't even have Atari back then. Right. That's right, really right. good. Like, he, the yeah. dude was a gamer. Yeah, yeah. Dumas, uh, he strategy have an and tactical genius. He was a good gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumas had all the, the, the tactic and strategy, but Bonaparte, he, he you know, MLG, you know, uh, had a stream before everybody else did. Uh, it, it was a stream in his backyard that you know is just a babbling brook, but he, he was a streamer. Yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> so uh, so they had their fight, and right. they went their separate ways, which seems like right. a good solution to the problem. Right. Except, again, if you know your French or British military history, um, there's this guy uh, Horatio Nelson. Yes. He kind of Trafalgar. He kind of just wiped out the entire French Navy uh, yep. and, and, and got a, a big fat column in the process. Yep. So there's not a whole lot of boats right. available yep. for Dumas to go back to France. Right. On. Right. Uh, so that's cool. Um, so it, it's like a year before he's able to leave Egypt. Yeah. Um, because okay. of the shortage of vessels. Right. In the meantime, uh, he is in Cairo. Uh, he's putting down anti-French rebellion. In Cairo. Sorry. <laughs> um, he actually, there was, yeah, there was a big anti-French rebellion, and people were, like, getting all together and planning and getting all riled up mm-hmm. in this mosque. In comes our hero, Alex Dumas, Mm-hmm. Storms in on horseback, puts this rebellion down. 
Oh wow! Holy crap! <laughs> like, so oh he's like in God. his off. He's like in his off time. Yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah. I'm I'll still just... waiting for the boat to arrive. I'm just gonna put down a rebellion. Yeah. Wow. I mean, this is like when you look at like '80s action movies, and you mm-hmm. see the posters that people make right. in like right. India or. Poland yeah. or that's a Gabon or something. Poster moment right and there's there. like they're yeah. like, whoa, this poster looks way better than that movie was. Right, <laughs> like, right. This right, is that right. poster. <laughs> yeah, that's. By the way, I started following uh, Drew Struzan on Twitter, and it's like every action movie poster between like 1979 and I think like 1996 was painted by him he's he's oh, wow. uh back to the future raiders of the lost ark the goonies oh, all cool. of those paintings like the painting movie posters where it's it's exactly that thought um uh where you look at it and you go this is an amazing looking <laughs> image yeah and you go and you see the movie and i mean for the movies that i listed obviously the movie lives up to the poster but then you know he did like you know the movie posters for like romancing the stone and stuff like that and it's like oh, wow what an amazing all right okay yeah romancing the stone was good um but i mean yeah it was one of those where you know he was painting by commission yeah so yeah, it's yeah. like yeah as they're, soon as they're like, not all back to the future yeah as soon, yeah, as soon as like Goonies and Back to the Future had the Struzan poster touch, it was like everybody was like, "Please paint me one," you know. Um, but yeah, his yeah. like that's the imagery that comes to mind when I think about this. Is it's like you know, I just have this you know very romanticized image of Dumas on a horse with a mosque, you know, the 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 uh, like Moroccan columns, you know, pillars around him as he rides in. Anyway, anyway. yeah, and it's such a big deal. Napoleon actually said, "You know what? We've had our differences. This is amazing. I'm gonna commem- I'm gonna commission a painting to commemorate it." Okay. All right. He did eventually commission a big painting about it, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> All right. Um, it's not Dumas running at the scary Muslims, which oh, no. again, France Muslims mm-hmm. are scary if you're French, right? Because racism right, right. and Islamophobia yeah. and cool stuff. And also during that time, contextually. Yeah. Um, it's not Dumas in the painting. Is it, it Bonaparte? No, it's just no? some white okay. dude. Okay, alright. It's all just right. some generic white dude. <laughs> okay, alright. So he gets so he gets because he gets Napoleon erased from his sucks. own yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Like every opportunity, he's like, yeah. "What can I do <laughs> to to twist the needle in Dumas' fingers?" Paint a picture of the story of when Dumas breaks up the mosque. Did but I say Dumas? Dumas in it. I meant uh, I meant uh, that guy over there. That but waiter? during the course yes, of the, the yeah. waiter. <laughs> yeah, but during the course of the painting, put Fred in. My Fred. <laughs> yeah. Because I do not like Dumas. <laughs> and Fred is much nicer to me. He says that I am tall. He's much whiter. Uh, nicer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah. Oh so my God. that's another what year. What a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another year later. It's now March of 1799. Yeah. Dumas finally sails out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. The boat starts to sink. Oh, no! Because all the boats suck, because Nelson right. destroyed them all. Right. Because there's, yeah, there's no so French like, naval fleet anymore. So three <laughs> boats that are left kind of suck. Yeah. Yeah, it's the H- at this point, it's the HMS Umpty France, you know? It's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So the boat's starting to sink. They have to throw all the cargo over. And Dumas had, okay. like, literal tons of coffee that he had just right. bought. Oh, no! And all these horses that he was going to breed. And he has oh. to throw it all over. So he's, like, pissed off. Right, right. Um, and the boat is barely able to make it to uh, a place called uh, Taranto, and, okay. which is in Naples. Okay. This is before, there wasn't like Italy. It, everything was a bunch of smaller countries and kingdoms back oh, then. So okay. Naples is its own country. Okay. So they're in Taranto and they're like, okay, last I know, the last they had heard, Taranto had been taken by a Republican government who kicked, who like separated from the king. So they're okay. like, cool, we're Republicans, they're Republicans. Republican right. just meant not a king. So they're like, okay, right, right. So we're like, right. we're all Republicans. We're good. Yeah. We'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. But the local cardinal was friends with King Ferdinand of Naples. Oops. So the cardinal leads an army that overthrew the Republicans who overthrew the government. Okay. So now it's the king again. <laughs> <laughs> so and, all of this uh, happens during the period of time that Dumas is stuck there and, in Taranto. Well, the, yeah, before he got there. Okay. This happened. Oh, before? Okay. All so right, they all right. arrive and they're like, well, at least it's run by Republicans. Oh, and, and then, then they these, show up in the... <laughs> and then all these Neapolitan troops are like, hello, right, we right. work for King Ferdinand. Right. And right. Uh, King Ferdinand is... Uh, Dumas is like, wait a minute, why do you have church police written on the side of your uniform? <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's, oh, by the way, Naples is at war with France. So uh, you're going to come with us to our prison. <laughs> oh, by the way, let me have all your horses and your coffee. Oh, God. All right. Uh, all right they're right. in the water back there. I mean, oh, is, uh, that, is that why the ocean tastes so good today? <laughs> right. All the, yeah. all the fish are jumping around like crazy. Right, right, right. The dolphins are, like, actually communicating in English that day. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I gotta tell you, I just had a great idea. Let me write it down real fast. Um, There's a whale probe! 400 years in the future! Oh, you guys, uh, never mind. You'll all be dead by then. Sorry. So he is now in a prison. He okay. spends two years locked up in a uh, Neapolitan prison. Okay. Uh, he has... I gotta ask. Yes. So this prison, you, you, it's so it was it was separated into uh, the chocolate, yes, the vanilla, chocolate vanilla, and strawberry, strawberry wing, yes. right? Okay. That's and they I, had were to, like, I had to make sure. And right. they were like, "Now, do we put you in the?" Ch-? They didn't want to ask. They're like, "Are you right. chocolate or vanilla?" He says, "Well, my dad was vanilla and my mother was yeah. chocolate." So he goes, yeah. "Well, they kinda... we're gonna go into." We don't want we'll to put you in the strawberry delicate. wing just to be safe because we don't want to be culturally insensitive. Yeah, so they put him in the yeah. strawberry prison. Yeah, uh, exactly. So he had very little food. Uh, yeah. zero. Well, except for the walls were made out of fruit roll-ups. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know. he, he was allergic to strawberries. He would break out in a rash and get all What flesh. a shame. 
Um, what a shame. I mean, talk about karmic injustice. And I know, seriously. <laughs> uh, he has very little food, no contact with the outside world. The, the conditions mm-hmm. are appalling. Right. Um, when he finally gets out, he's partially paralyzed. He's almost blind in one eye. Oh, geez. He's just a, a shell of his former self. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, there was a secret pro-France group that snuck him a book about medical treatment and some medicine, so that helped. Okay. But generally, that kind of like kept him alive, not okay. healthy, healthy. Right, right. Um, finally, King Ferdinand is defeated, and that's how he gets released from prison in March of 1801. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Now... Between 1799 and 1801, again, if you know your French military history, mm-hmm. Napoleon seized power. Yeah, I was going to say, with Jamal out of the way and um, with nothing else to stop him at that point. Exactly. Yeah, right. That's the rise of Napoleon Bonaparte. Okay. Napoleon seizes power. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Dumas' wife... Uh, she petitions over and over and over to try to get France to get him out. It doesn't right. go anywhere. There was right. talk of a prisoner swap. Uh, they were going to trade Dumas for a guy who is pretending to be King Ferdinand's son. It's a whole thing. Okay. Right. That fizzled out because they found out he was just some dude. <laughs> um, Are you King Ferdinand's son? Well, no, you're not. All right, I'm not. <laughs> Okay, maybe I'm not. <laughs> yes, I am King Ferdinand's son. What's your name? Fred. Billy. Fred Ferdinand. Yes. Franz. Yes, you'll yeah, you'll Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, you'll yeah. you'll find me you'll find me in the International Registry of Ferdinands under Son of King. What's my dad's first name? Uh, king, obviously. Yes, it's right king there on the Ferdinand. title. Yeah, That's King the... is his title and King is his first name. That's the, the the chapter of history known as Ferdinand Le Boule. Um, Beautiful. So All right. Ferdinand is deposed. He gets out of yeah. prison. At this point, he's thirty nine, and he feels like a hundred. Yeah, a I would wreck. imagine so. Right. He also doesn't get a military pension. He was a general. Oh. He was the general. He was maybe right, the because best his whole general in the army. In, right, because his whole purpose in going in was okay. Well, I need I I, I need cash and I, I need, need to build money. up a financial empire. Yeah. Oh man. Not even an right. empire. Just I need right. some money. I need cash. Yeah. Because his okay. idiot dad blew it all. Right. Right. Cue so, the curb your enthusiasm music. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. So he's a general in uh, Napoleon's army, maybe the best general yeah. they had. Right. And they won't give him a pension. Oh my god. So now he's been away for all these years. Mm-hmm. He's weak right. and partially paralyzed. Right. And now he's right. also broke. Oh. The Jeez. rest of his life, he requests his pension or some back pay or a new commission. Redeploy me somewhere. Uh-huh. Napoleon doesn't right. even reply. Well, of course. Because yeah. 
Napoleon Napoleon's sucks. a dickhead. Yeah, right, right. And not only did Napoleon not reassign Dumas, Napoleon got rid of black officers. Dude. Like, like if you were an officer and you were black, you were no longer yeah. an officer. Like, they stopped existing. Yeah. All of the current ones were demoted to basically laborers. And oh my god. Oh my god. He reinstituted slavery in the colonies. Of course he did. Yeah. And banned the integrated schools in Paris and banned interracial marriage which pretty much invalidated Dumas' marriage to Mary Louise. God, it's like every one of these is setting France back another 25 years. Yeah. God. All right. And according right. according to Ugh. this according to this law that Napoleon passed uh-huh. It's like Napoleon's Code of 1802, something like that. Right. Because he was black, Dumas technically lived too close to Paris. And he had, he had to submit an exception. He had to request an exception to live in wow. his own house. Wow. Holy crap. Because, everyone at home say it with me, Napoleon yeah. sucks. Was an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so Napoleon spends the last five years of his life in poverty and poor health and fury. You mean Dumas? Dumas spends. What that. did I say? I think you said Napoleon. I meant Dumas. Dumas yeah, spends Dumas his last. Spends, yeah. Yeah. So Dumas spends his last five years in poverty, in right. terrible health, and right. righteous fury, and it's yeah. literally all Napoleon's fault. Oh my God. God. Um, he dies of stomach cancer February oh. 26th, 1806 right. in uh, Villers Cotterets, the town where he met uh, Marie Louise mm-hmm. uh, and where he bought his 30 acres. Oh, jeez. Uh, his wife and children. Uh, no mules, though, because they went down with the ship. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, yeah, no horses. No, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and 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 when he died, um, the the future author Alexandre Dumas was about three and a half, so oh, he like barely okay. remembered his father. Right, right. So uh, Marie Louise and the children are now even worse off because there's not mm-hmm. even hope for the pension. Right. They all blame Napoleon, rightfully so. Uh huh. Right. Um. And so this, you were talking about how this larger-than-life figure made its way into Dumas' novels. He didn't witness this, but he heard the stories from his mother, from his older siblings, from people people that came to visit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, compatriots, um, fellow officers, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, he heard all okay. these crazy stories and right. built so, up in so his the imagination. the author got it. Yeah. Yeah, so the author, Alexander Dumas, understanding of who his father was are all built on these, an aggregate of hearsay from yeah. family, friends, fellow officers. And at this point, military history is like the history. 
Yeah. Uh, so I would imagine yeah. that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so, it, so it he's also like, like just happened. So everyone's yeah. still around. Mm-hmm. And so, right. you know, he's right. able, well, you know, five different guys said he did this. So I guess he did it. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah. So like, that's the end of Alexander Dumas. He was born in Haiti. His dad's right. a, a mark. His dad is the son of a marquee. His mom is a slave. Yeah. Yeah. He somehow by a twist of fate is able to escape yeah. a probable future of slavery. Yeah. He goes to France, he he's able to go to the nice schools. He mm-hmm. li- I mean, he has very few connections. Right. E- even the ones he made at at school cuz most of them didn't join the yeah. military. Yeah. Uh he goes from a private to the maybe the best general in the army right in in uh, several years takes austria with a feral pack of saint bernard (laughs) captures (laughs) captures egypt floats the sphinx back to paris yeah arms it with single-handedly single-handedly upstream both ways right right with one eye yeah (laughs) five feet of snow right right exactly yeah up the glaciers yeah. So this is Tom Rice, the guy who wrote The Black Count. This is Tom Rice's yeah. theory, which you yeah. happened upon yourself a few minutes okay. ago. Napoleon sees Dumas captured. Mm-hmm. Dumas is strong-bodied. He's strong-willed, mm-hmm. strong-minded, and all the people and the soldiers, everyone respects him. Likes him, yeah. Dumas is one of the few perhaps the only person who could stand up against Napoleon and he's in right. a foreign prison. Right. So Napoleon, and so I'm assuming, yeah, I, he, I think I know. Yeah. 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 Go, 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 go. So Napoleon uses the opportunity to seize power and become totally right. not a King. Cause he's right. just a real Republican guy. I'm just right. a Republican general. Yeah. Brings back slavery, undoes yeah. any good that, yeah. that the French government made towards racial, I mean, not even equality, just anything, yeah. undoes all that and downplays Dumas' contributions. He literally whitewashed a painting of one of Dumas' yeah. actions. Like, this is it's crazy. This is like ominously contemporaneously prescient yeah. based on uh, our, our current uh, time and date. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I can totally, like, having... having um, read a bunch of the, the the military historical fiction from that ta- from that era um and kind of piecing together in the back of my head uh, history and and anecdotes and stuff i know that there was a there was a just like kind of a generalized tenet for like if somebody hated somebody else and that other person just happened to end up in prison somewhere else yeah, and that other person had the wherewithal to get the other guy out of prison. Often they would just kind of not, you know. It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. what a shame! Oh, oh that's so unfortunate. Wish I could. I'm just, I'm, I'm just yeah. tied up right now. Right. Meanwhile, I'm going to be over here doing all the stuff that I always wanted to do <laughs> yeah. because they're not around anymore. Yeah. Cool. I'll just, cool, I'll cool, just cool, be cool. fulfilling all my ambitions. Don't mind me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's a, cause that right there is a, a bullshit scenario that has repeated <laughs> itself so many times. And I yeah. like, I mean, it's, I, it's I, the I know, story of history, right? I know, I know that's taking advantage of an opportunity when right. uh, the meritocracy candidate, uh, right. Stubs his toe. Yeah, fate. yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. there's an opportunity. I'll get rid of them. Yeah, it's but it's like 1700s. Yeah, 1700s, 1800s historical fiction, though. Well, not historical fiction, but like historical retellings of events. I, yeah. I mean, I know that that story has retold itself in 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 the world of the pirates, yeah. in the world of like American democracy. It's like somebody ended up in jail for the three weeks that I needed to become an absolute shithead. You know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, in this story, yeah. Napoleon is played by Blackadder. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, and this is part of uh, Rice's theory still. Um, Rice is, argues that this is also a time Dumas arose right in this very small window when the people of France thought that black people were really exotic and cool. Uh, and, you know, it might be a little bit of um, uh, exoticism, orientalism, you might call it. Right. Of like, oh, you're right. from far away. Wow, cool. Right. Tell me all about it. Can I wear that? Yeah. Can I touch your hair? It's a, right. Um, it's a fetishization gross. of otherism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it might have possibly worked to his advantage. And plus, just by their natures, you have Napoleon white guy average height mm -hmm. average build right. generally average except yeah. he was an yeah. exceptional military genius and he mm -hmm. was an exceptional asshole yeah an opportunistic yeah. little turd mm -hmm. Dumas six feet tall six inches over Napoleon he's dark yeah. he's handsome strong smooth yeah. charismatic good dancer made good mixtapes he had an Instagram account. It's yeah, personable yeah, yeah. and fun, but not too yeah. braggy. He's the yeah. best. Right. So all of his mixtapes were made on La Cassette. Yeah. <laughs> so Napoleon's like already jealous. And then he's like, oh, by the way, your Egyptian campaign is yeah. stupid. And that's yeah. like the final straw. I, you know, I will say I, I do find it funny because uh, I was I was just uh, googling up images of Na Napoleon on my phone. Um, I, I find it ruefully entertaining that even the most rosy portraits of Napoleon, he still looks like Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. It's like even 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 the folks trying to portray Napoleon in the kindest light, yeah. still you know he looks like this He's like just... dopey little hobgoblin. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's a fart in a French suit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in conclusion, uh, yeah. there is no lack of reasons to say fuck Napoleon. All right. Well, this, and I mean, and, this, this provides an, an amazing bit of... So, one of the things that I absolutely love is alternate history. And, and so now I, I got to go dig and I got to go find out if there's any... Uh, like Harry Turtle to have authored oh, like shit where it's like if Dumas made it yeah, to France. Yeah, what if what if Dumas ends up in France? You know, because I just I 
fun. I wonder what the yeah. I wonder what the historical fiction spinoff would would be in 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 a story like that. Yeah, where you have a, a Dumas controlled Republic of France. That would be That's, interesting. I would like that. If there isn't, you ought to yeah. write. Yeah, yeah. I, I I gotta go digging for that because that That's would be cool. a fascinating story. Yeah, Dumas arrives with his coffee and his horses, earns the hearts and minds of uh, the French people. Invents I guess Cappuccino. at this point, Napoleon. Right. I guess at this point, Napoleon's still in Africa. He would right? be back in Egypt. Yeah. Yeah. He or yeah, he's in Egypt, and so I, I you know, Dumas kind of goes, "Well, hello, I am uh, Alex Dumas, and uh, this uh, oh, France is mine." That. Yeah. Right. And uh, hey, everybody. Uh, France is mine now, and everybody goes, "Yay!" Hey, you can have <laughs> and, it. Oh, but, yeah, right. And oh, by the way, that Napoleon fellow, he can rot in Egypt. Yay! Hooray! Double yay! In Egypt, yes. Yeah, right. Does he have to? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, right. He can rot on Elba ten yeah. years hey, sooner. Uh, put him on this boat. I heard it has got a leak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right, all um, right. But yeah, so there's no reason, no lack of reasons why Napoleon sucks. The yeah. story of Thomas Alexander Dumas, David la, de la Pletier, gives you, like, I don't know, 30? Yeah. Um, but because of the military documentation, mm-hmm. a few notes and letters here and there, and right. the amazing research that, uh, that uh, what's-his-name, Reese did. Yeah. Like... The guy who wrote this book, The Black Count, yeah, his research really is commendable. Like he was like digging in mm-hmm. under churches that had gotten flooded, and you know breaking behind stone walls to find hidden. Do- like I think right. he might have broke into a safe at one point. Like, <laughs> it's crazy the research this guy right. did. Yeah. It's really good. Um, everyone should read The Black Count. It's a phenomenal story. But like, you know, I'll also throw out that um, I and and I'm basing this assumption entirely off of the information you've given me so far in this past hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would assume that Reese's jumping off point comes from the fact that uh, Alexander Dumas the Younger so celebrated his father in story right it's like the interest in who dumas the elder was would not exist without dumas the the younger uh writing the count of monte cristo Mm -hmm. writing the three musketeers etc and creating these um uh, i would guess kind of because when i think now about those stories those stories definitely borrow trappings of the stories that you've told me about Dumas the Elder. Yeah. So I, I've got to I've got to imagine that. I mean, there's prison the, breaks, revenge, yeah, the right. the the plucky, uh, you know, strong guy with the good character taking on the right. corrupt, uh, right. king or cardinal or general. Yeah. Right. Imprisonment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like surviving imprisonment, mm-hmm. um, narrowly escaping with you know your wits and in, in ridiculous scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and a lot of the a lot of uh, the information that Tom Rice dug up was from uh, Alexander Dumont, the the son, saying, "Oh, by the way, I hear right. some stories that my dad did." 
Uh, he, yeah. he, I think he kept some, some pretty good uh, journals about it, if, if I'm remembering yeah. correctly, yeah. which I not necessarily am. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of like uh, decent men fighting against cruel scumbags who are in power. That is right. your typical Dumas story. Yeah. And that was Dumas, you know, even before Napoleon came around when it was. Yeah. He got transferred to this town and the soldiers were beating up the locals and taking their stuff. He stopped it. Yeah. You know, like wherever he went, he was like, no, we're better than that. And you're going to be better than right. that. Right. And right. he and like I keep coming back to it. They literally point out like he was a good dancer. <laughs> like I love that fact. Yeah. I love well, I, that I, little tidbit cuz you think of like, you know, it's like, you know, you're watching Rambo and also Rambo mm-hmm. can dance. I got to <laughs> like that's crazy. So, of of all of this, I've got to say I like that he was a good dancer and I also like that re- repeatedly uh you very clearly highlighted that he was also a good jumper. That he could jump really well, it's high. just this mark that, of his athleticism. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, can you believe that? Uh, and it's uh, just the thing that, that people noted. Like, I saw him do this. Oh, my God. Uh, I just have this mental image of him being like, you think that's cool? Check this out. You know, I mean, and he's it's like, like the dude is like Zorro. Right. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's the yeah, that's a very apt comparison. Uh, it's right. just cool. It's like a real life Zorro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as legacy, uh, Dumas' name was inscribed on the Arc de Triomphe, which is nice. Ah, uh, neat. Uh-huh. Some recognition there. Um, in 1913, there was a publicly commissioned statue of Dumas in Paris. Okay. It's not there anymore because someone took over France and melted it down. Oh, friggin Nazis. Yeah. God damn. Nazis mm. melted his statue. <laughs> like, oh my come God. on, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Holy they shit. they did other things that were arguably worse, like genocide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it comes back to that same like insult to injury. BS yeah. With the, it's like it's the... like the stealing all the paintings and the jewels from from right. all the families where it's like. Like right. you already killed us. You're taking all our yeah. stuff too. Come on. Or 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 ISIL uh, smashing the uh, stone artifacts in, in yeah. uh, Mesopotamia. It's yeah, like, yeah, dudes. Like, honestly, yeah, right. It's awful. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little bit of uh, historical context, uh, racially mm-hmm. wise, um, mm-hmm. along with two Russian people. Uh, Dumas, the three of them are the highest ranking people of African descent to ever lead a European army. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. He was first, he was France's first brigadier general, first divisional general, and first general in chief of color. Hmm. Pretty cool. Um, Dumas and another guy, uh, Toussaint Louverture, who was appointed a mm. general in chief in 1797? The two of them yeah. were the two highest ranking officers of sub Saharan African descent in the Western world, aka White mm-hmm. World, right. until 
depending on who you ask, 1975, when Chappie Jones became the equivalent of a four-star general rank in the U.S. Air Force, uh, or until 1989, when Colin Powell was appointed a four-star general. Right, right. So right, right. for nearly 200 years, mm-hmm. there were no other men of color, of color, people of color right. at that rank in wow. any Western military. That's that's horribly unfortunate. Yes. But it totally lines up with that 200 year span of just long, prolonged, consistent racist bullshit. Yes. Through and, that 200 year period. Vicious, God, that's horrible. Yeah. It becoming oh. less about economics and dehumanization and more about right. just Skin violence color. and yeah, hatred and, and eugenic bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm. and you know, like American slavery only got worse and worse and worse and worse over 250 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy that the 1850s was worse than the 1750s or the 1650s, which were still awful and crazy. Um, it's it's depressing, but it's also not surprising yeah because you know you think about i've met humans before we saw yeah that's exactly (laughs) it yeah because it's like i don't know you know that that also uh brings to mind um i have a very good friend uh who's an iranian who always points to the pictures of um iran from the 60s where you have a very hip very yeah. progressive women in miniskirts Iran. Yeah, it uh, looked like versus Paris. today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Iran right, right. was looking like Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Iran and then, was like yeah. And then yeah, yeah, the Shah is overthrown and and yeah, yeah. But yeah, and, and it's it just comes back to that 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 central through line that you and I are talking about, where it's like, yes, it is horrible that those cultural barriers appeared in such a way that those historic firsts for people of color were so staggered. Yeah. But then when you look at the people that find ways to make their way into power, you go, Oh, that's right. People are fucking horrible. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this, Um, so yeah, so this has been amazing. Yeah, and like I say, it's uh, Tom Rice, R-E-I-S-S. The book is called The Black Count, and it won a gazillion awards and accolades. It's on a bunch of best book lists in 2012, 2013, whether best biographies, best nonfiction, Mm -hmm. best book. It won the Pulitzer Prize. Right. Like, it's a great book. It's a... it's. It's a it's a thrilling adventure, and then you're like, oh right, right this actually happened. Yeah. Um, and followed by Weiss, Rice's uh, not as popular sequel, uh, the the pale fart, the story of Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the big jerk ass. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I want this. Oh, I hope I hope this comes to fruition. Uh, John Legend, who is great. Him and Chrissy Teigen are one of my favorite couples. Uh, if you say that they, that John Legend is eyeing the idea of playing Alexander Dumas, that ooh. I am like so for it. No, but no? Okay. his movie company get lifted 
bought the option on the book. Ah, even cooler. That was a few okay. years ago. Okay. Um, I, I dug around. I can't find yeah. anything where any headway yeah. was made. But until, okay. until people are like hired and signed on, they usually right, don't announce right. anything. Yeah. But yeah. a cool guy like John Legend has the option for this cool book. And so hopefully at some point they're able to make a movie out of it because, oh my God, if, if you've never yeah. heard of like, if you have no idea how to make a movie, you hear the story you're like, oh, well, yeah. there's a movie. Yeah. There's your movie right there. You know who I want to see as Alexander Dumas? Jim Carrey. Uh, now that you mentioned that. Exactly. The man <laughs> is just, you know, he can play any role. No. Um, I want to see um, uh, Chiwetel um, uh, Asia 4. Uh, oh, who was, uh, yeah. He was in, he was in uh, 12 Years a Slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the operative in Serenity. He was in 2012. He's good. Yeah, I want to see him as Dumas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it. Uh, I I really hope that they make that movie someday with a good mm-hmm. director and a great writer and an excellent cast because. Yeah. Oh man, it's, it's begging to be, turned into a movie. Yeah. All you have to do what is a like story. Copy and paste the book and put it into that movie script format where everything is yeah. is far apart and like you're done just yeah. get a cinematography and you're done <laughs> right right what and and what a what a perfect piece of historical fiction to just yeah. articulate on screen yeah, yeah that'd be amazing and especially i mean you know not to be a jerk but it's 2020 if you were like i want to i want to invest in something that will resonate in the near future People seem we to be interested in this like Black Lives Matter thing. Yeah. I'll yeah. try this. <laughs> yeah, I'll, now, now more than ever, like we need cinematic heroes like that. Seems like a sound investment, money. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you know I'm they're not. You it's not a charity organization. It's if I put in a hundred million, I'm going to get three hundred million back, right? Right. Cool. Right. Make this right. movie, and you will get your three hundred million back. You'll get six hundred million back. Yeah. Right. So yeah, no, that is yeah, that is the story of uh, Alexander Dumas, and he rules. Yeah, he does. Well, that was awesome, Dan. I, I really appreciate you uh, walking us through that. That was fantastic. Um, that is that is a story worth telling, and um, now I want to see that movie, uh, even <laughs> though it doesn't exist. <laughs> so huh. all right. Well, that's um, that's really cool. Um, I, I I had like I was waiting and waiting and waiting because I was waiting to do like one more Lacassette running joke, but then like we're now here at the end of the story, and I I just kind of lost it, you know. So I'm 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 not even gonna try and uh, complete the running joke there. Um, I think I had the most fun just taking a shit on uh, uh, Napoleon because. Uh, uh, he's like, as soon as I started looking at the pictures of him in uh, uh, Google image search, all I could think of was Dexter's Laboratory. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this episode is going to be titled Napoleon Sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
Alexandre Dumas or Napoleon sucks. <laughs> <laughs> On tonight's Like Arama. All right. Well, you want to you want to hit us with that sweet sweet outro music?